Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Good morning. 2023, Dean. I know. It comes closer sooner every year, doesn't it? 2023. It does. Every year it gets closer. Now it's here. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd make it, Dean? I thought it was 50-50. As in, like, ooh, that's, that's a long way away, and I've got not the healthiest lifestyle. But uh, here we are, nonetheless. You know, uh, Fit as a butcher's dog, he is, listeners. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't take his word for it. Is that a, uh, that's a phrase. Is a butcher's dog necessarily fit? They have lots of meat, don't they? Yeah. Awful. Awful. Yeah. How does it smell? <laughs> Awful. Oh, rubbish. Absolute rubbish. <laughs> um, listeners, take me and Dean's hands. We're going to guide you through the new year. And we're going to start off with um, Dean showing me something. Yes. Now, uh, Simon, due to uh, various uh, mishaps, maladies, and largely viruses, I didn't get to see you before Christmas. So no. this is actually me giving you your Christmas present. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> so it's a thing which uh, uh, I want to present to you. But because it's after Christmas and we're doing it on Zoom, because I still have various lurgies, which I don't want to pass on to you, I, um, I haven't wrapped it or anything. So yeah. rather than uh, wrap it and open it in front of you, I thought I'd uh, give you some clues as to what it is to at least give the pretense of some sort of suspense or mystery <laughs> okay. about it. Okay, yeah, sounds now, good. In advance, I'll ask you this. Now, I'm going to give you a few clues. Yeah. I'm 90% sure you'll get it right away. <laughs> <laughs> right. Can you let me get to the end of it? Because I'm not sure how much mileage we get out of this. So let me pad for time. Okay? So, <laughs> pad right. away, dear boy. Let's pad go. Away, right. So your present, I got you. It's a book. Okay. It's a biography. Of a famous right. man, okay. written by someone yes. who knows him very well. Yes, it's a yes. book we are very familiar with and I've encountered many times. <laughs> now, can I ask you what you think your present is? <laughs> is it uh, the Peter Cook book? Now, uh, for listeners, uh, this is a reference to a running joke me and Simon had. Literally no one else on earth will get this reference. <laughs> uh, many years ago, uh, for my birthday, I think it was, uh, or a Christmas present. Either way, you got me for no reason. Uh, like I had expressed no interest in such a thing, but you said that you got me a, an autobiography of Peter Cook called So Farewell Then, written by Wendy Cook, his first wife. His wife, yeah. First wife. And it was, um, you see, you got it and said, oh, I'll look at this. It looks absolutely shit. I thought you'd like it. <laughs> I did read it. Uh, not the best book. Um, but as a joke, uh, your next birthday, I gave you the book back. I gave you the exact same copy. The same, yes. Exact yeah, same we copy, laughed. Yeah. It passed it back and forth. It got uh, misplaced somewhere and we haven't seen it since. Mm. So I have got, Simon, uh, the book for Christmas and we're going to talk about it. Right. Here's what I wanted you to think. Oh. Well, what we have here is a classic case of misdirection. Wow. I haven't got you that book at all. Ooh. I've got you this. Oh, the Tommy David Annual. The Tommy David Annual, which is in our school library, which we have looked at a lot when we were kids. <laughs> yes, it's a very good book. Yes, now probably yeah. uh, in as time has passed, we will come to realize how uh, deeply racist this book is. <laughs> That's one thing that I'd forgotten about this because you were the one knowing, obviously in school, I wasn't especially into sport at all, but you were always have been. So we have a look at this book about Tommy David, the Welsh uh, and the British Lions rugby player. And um, now I'd forgotten. Uh, first of all, I'd forgotten that it was essentially written or forward by Carolyn James, which was you know, quite a, quite an achievement. Uh, but um, I think it was written before he died. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, he's in it, so <laughs> not much of an uh, achievement. No, Carolyn James, um, who was like the, the the best coach the Welsh team ever had. But we we'll get on to that. 
But again, I will stress that you are the one who kept bringing this book to the library and pointing at it. And based on <laughs> based on things that I've been accused of in this podcast in previous episodes, I'd like you to describe the cover to the listeners, please. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's uh, it's just a, it's a green book. It says Tommy David on it in big letters. It's got a picture of Tommy David, and he's holding hands with um, a, a racist cartoon of a Japanese person. Yes, and uh, the Japanese person. Uh, all the stereotypical features of racist cartoons. Exactly. The teeth, the eyes, etc. He's and he is saying he very big man. Yes, and uh, just for the, the closure, the back he says <laughs> none like him out in Japan. Right. So, do you know? Do you know where they, that? Well, that's from that. I do that not. Please tell me that. A Max Boyce song. All oh, right. I knew there was a song about it. I don't know, mm. know which one came first. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yes, so this is a classic book of my childhood, which I thought you liked as being a... a I do like guy. it. I can't wait yes. to receive it in person. Yes, so I'm sorry I haven't got it you yet, but uh, you'll have it as soon as you come back over. Uh, how many pounds did you pay for this, Steve? Uh, am I supposed to tell you that? Because it's a Christmas Oh, it's a present, but you know, yeah. uh, it'd be an even greater gift to me if I found out you spunked. Uh, spunked. <laughs> yeah, why not? Spunked. I've spunked a lot of money onto this, didn't uh, I'm sure you know I did not. Oh. <laughs> sorry. It's sort of hard to get come by. When you get one, they're not especially... They're not especially expensive, I found. But um, <laughs> when it was released, it was three ninety nine. But uh, probably a lot more than that now. But um, not a great deal more. <laughs> I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so it's retained its value then, which is good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, okay, so like a Japanese car. Oh, well, there we go. Good. That, that one seems slightly racist. <laughs> so that's how it's done, is it? Yeah, that's how it's done. <laughs> it's a totally un- unoffensive ways. <laughs> right. So this is a book we had in school now. Although you like it, a bit of nostalgia and stuff, but mm. I wanted to mention this to you, and that's why I thought of getting it for you in the first place, because the book isn't the thing I want to ask, I uh, want to sort of, this isn't, why does this, why does this exist? The why does this exist question is actually based on an observation they've had, in that Tommy David was a rugby player, Welsh rugby player, who successful enough or well-known enough to warrant an entire book dedicated to him, a Max Boyce song dedicated to him, Calvin James, the legendary coach, uh, was like singing his praises in this. I have not heard his name mentioned since I left school. Yeah, uh, and I, 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 not that I'm you know I'm a huge rugby fan or anything, but I, you know we live in South Wales; it's impossible to escape. But I hear all the classic names from the old days, like you know, George Jiffy, Merv the Swerve, Gareth Edwards, you know, uh, all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you hear these names, and also listening to sports podcasts, they bring up all the classic guys all the time. I never heard Tommy David mentioned once. The only time I've ever heard him mentioned outside of me and you was in university and it transpired that the guy I was in halls with Owen was his nephew. Yes. And I found that about six months later and I was like, why didn't you tell me? But then if you had told me that, I'd have found you, I thought you were weird. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> I'm Owen. Do you know my uncle is? <laughs> that's, that's not how you open conversations, is it? That's not, <laughs> he played rugby in the 70s. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not something, well, yeah, but also to him, it's just his uncle. He doesn't. Yeah, of course, yeah. Of, you, know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't tell anybody about your uncles, did you? Yeah, well, I don't actually know. It's <laughs> a good point, but they're, they're all to a man worthless. So, <laughs> well, there's that. But yeah, so I've never heard Tommy David mentioned since. It's quite a sort of, you know, it's a slightly funny name and stuff. But so, why isn't Tommy David sort of mentioned these days? Why isn't he sort of remembered as prominently as almost all other rugby players? He wasn't, he didn't play a great deal. There was other flankers who had more caps than him. And mm. were remembered as part of that team. I think he was more of a cult figure even then. Oh, okay. He played in the Barbers 
team uh, where the most famous try of all time was scored. Oh, he said that, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he was part of that move. I don't think he had many caps for Wales. Uh, the book mentions he was a Wales international, so I'm guessing he must have had a couple. He must have had a couple then, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think he was more of a cult figure than, um, okay. uh, than, than like a regular fixture in the team. Um, he, he, I think he's still involved in some capacity as like some kind of um, uh, in the in the governance of the game. And I remember seeing something like that in, in the news maybe last year, year before. Could have even been pre-COVID. I'm not sure. Hmm. Yeah, but but basically that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he was more like a, a comedy figure rather than um... not a comedy figure. He was okay. very respected, excellent, hard, very hard man, hard player. Hmm. But he was he was like. Um, a, a club man and um yeah like a like a a cult figure i guess um yeah rather mm. than a permanent fixture mm. in the team like but not the not so uh, enduring reputation type stuff um yeah yeah <laughs> i mean there's loads of other you know there's 15 men in you know taking the mm. pitch for us and they, they don't all get no totally not if but... i shout you some names do you know right you know, this is a test yes uh, let's do this for comparative purposes now, then. The element of rugby surprise. Something like uh, Steve Fenwick, too. Do you know heard that name? name? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If I said um, Ray Prosser. Heard that name, yeah. Not very often, but a while ago, I have heard it, yeah. Might what about. <laughs> well, my dad moved in these circles, so I might have just bumped into him at some point. Charlie Faulkner. Yeah, I've heard that name. Oh, see, well, see, you haven't heard these names, though. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. That, you know, that was a wasted yeah. section. Let's <laughs> go. Okay, it's not, not exactly fair. You know, it's not a totally objective test because, say, my dad worked in the rugby world for a fair bit, and I bumped into people like that, or at least was mentioned doing yeah. passing. So I'm not saying, oh, I know these names all the time, but I feel that name rings a faint bell, whereas opposed mm. to, well, obviously, so does Tommy David for me because I am. Yeah. I got a book about him right next to me. <laughs> but I was saying all these names, like most of them didn't. More into an annual, I guess. No, so. I, don't, I, I think that was part of the uh, the interest that we had in the book at the time that it seemed unusual. I, I think that's what it was. Yeah. But also, there was a select. I remember it. Um, I got conflated the two in my head. There was a selection of um, sort of more childish celebrity biographies in yes. basic introductions to uh, you know famous people. I think yes. one was Al Schwarzenegger, I think. Yes, Al Schwarzenegger. And was was one Frank Bruno? Frank Bruno and Daley Thompson. Daley Thompson, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And these are what we did our GCSE English on listeners. <laughs> yeah, essentially. But like these are the books, like one big picture and one line underneath, and you just turn the page and Al Schwarzenegger was a strong man. <laughs> yeah, it was literally that. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, very strange times. Yeah. But um, But you could take what you get, can't you? We had a lot of fun with that book. Absolutely, we did. Got a massive manager of it, and here it is again, mm. <laughs> thirty years later, to, <laughs> to intrigue us even more. Apparently, <laughs> but the um, again, because obviously I was talking about the Welsh rugby thing recently, because I chat with some friends, and my dad worked for Pretend RFC for a bit, and they had you know the whole kangaroo court thing they do in rugby yeah, clubs. Yeah, 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 yeah. They had one for JPR Williams, uh, you know, one of those like, widely known as one of the hardest men you've ever put out there, but also absolute. Maniac of yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was um, uh, Lincoln Samuels, who not, not the not the best person in rugby circles. If you also, if you're not from South Wales, none of this will mean anything to you. So please skip to the next exactly. section if you want. Yeah. Head of the beeps and boops. <laughs> we'll enjoy something more fun with Simon's brought to the table. <laughs> I wouldn't, wouldn't bet on that. Being <laughs> well, well, roll the dice if you're bored. <laughs> 
What happens? You make listeners just go straight to the random Wikipedia article. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what was our bank of that one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's listeners' favorite section. Anyway, what did you say, yeah. Leighton Sanders? Yes. Yeah. They had a kangaroo court for JPR with the trial uh, under the heading, is JPR Williams a legend? Uh, you know, is he really a legend? And they sort right. of like, try to prosecute him to say, you're not a legend. And apparently he took it deathly seriously. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... How dare you accuse me of not being a legend? <laughs> He's explaining in minute detail of all his legendary exploits on the page. <laughs> Which of course was hilarious. I'm not sure he meant it to be, but it was to genuine it was like laughing and arse off with all right, you win, you are a legend. <laughs> Just yeah. absolutely furious about the, the, the possibility of not being regarded as a legend. Uh yeah. sometimes. He's he does strike you as a self-serious man. Like he's um mm. Well, he's probably not anymore, but he was, uh, 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 what do they call the bone doctors? Uh, Osteo. Osteopath? Yes. Yeah. yeah. By all accounts. Uh, well, this is one for the libel files. Not a very good one. Either. Uh, I have actually met several of his... Um, victims. I was going to say victims. I was going to say patients or victims, but you got there first. One guy completely... Again, I was uh, in my grandfather's big garden. Yeah, the, the garden... Botmar Valley, um, which next to the way the, the recreation center was, people could walk past. And I was out there doing something like turning some soil over for him because yeah, that sort of thing going on all the time. Yeah. And some guy I've never met before came up to me and started talking to the kid. He goes, right, but uh, yeah, okay, like just want to talk to me. <laughs> Again, I don't know this guy; he doesn't know me. I was like fourteen, maybe. Like, it's, but he started talking to me like, "Oh, are you doing then?" I said, "I'm just turning some soil over my granddad." Uh, he's all right, just that a bit. He goes, "Hey, look at this," and he tried to lift his arm up. He wouldn't go like above shoulder height. Right. <laughs> See that? Yeah, it's JPR, that is. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's JPR did my shoulder. Absolutely made a mess of it, he did. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh, bastard. It just walked off. <laughs> like, you had to tell someone. <laughs> that kid looks like he knows who JPR is. <laughs> I'll spread the word. <laughs> so, Tommy David annual uh, It's not the thing. The concept that Tommy David is not well, <laughs> not known as I thought he'd be. What are you going to give that out of five? <laughs> <laughs> How are you going to rate this weird concept that I'm observing? I'm going to give it. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. I think. Dean. Um, yeah. I don't. I'm not entirely sure what yeah. I was meant to, meant to be discussing. I hope I've uh, off the cuff have remembered Tommy Davis' career sufficiently, and I haven't brought shame on myself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, four. Why not? I'll also give it four because you did. <laughs> That's the best I got to go on. Sorry, everyone. Made a right mess of this. Anyway, never mind. In 2023, off to a flying start. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. Mm-hmm. So, moving on now, Dean, to the thing that I'm going to present to you. And I think um, it's fair to say that this is probably one of my strongest offerings so far. Okay. So oh, this, Dean, here it is, now coming up on screen. Uh, okay. So, so this, <laughs> Dean, this is a sign that I saw at the dentist. And for the benefit of the listeners, it says, please do not leave chewing gum under seats. Please ask for a tissue, thank you. And it's a laminated sign which they've stuck up on the wall in the dentist. Right. Initial <laughs> thoughts, Dean. Okay. Um, first off, I, I get... Uh, you know, wanted to tell people not to put chewing gum under seats because that mm. is that's, that's that's a perennial thing, right? That's something you find in any public seating, mm. really. Well, people... the, the, this is what's stung me about it, really. I was thinking, mm. well, how 
massive of a problem did this have to get to the point where they were laminated and putting up signs? Yeah. They must have been like wads and wads of chewing gum under there. And who's doing that in a dentist? Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? It's just weird. Well, actually, I, I wonder because we've had, um, you know, for years we've had the whole Wrigley's Spearmint gum. It's like a dentist advises you to chew it for 20 minutes. Uh, it's as good as brushing your teeth. Oh. And I bet you'll have loads of people in the dentist like, frantically chewing and <laughs> trying to make up <laughs> for like yeah. months and months of lack of hygiene. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. And then they're hiding it because they don't want it to be... Yeah, no, no. I'm sure I always smell minty, just naturally. <laughs> I always smell of mint and saliva. That's always been my that's been my, my vibe. So I bet there's they might you probably have a bit more of it than usual in a dentist office, perhaps. But that's still not the same as it being a problem per se. I mean, uh, do people inspect the underneath seats very often? It's just like hand, random hand wandering. You're sort of bored and nervous, and you just sort of start picking at stuff. Is that? Is that what it is? Or? Well, maybe, but somebody would have to do that. And then instead of just thinking, oh, I wish I hadn't put my hand under the seat or, you know, oh, I wouldn't do that ever again then. They've gone and brought it to the attention of the dentist, like I guess, and said, hey, print off some signs. For God's sake, we need it out there. It's chaos. Can I just pin them to this corkboard? No, you don't pin them. You laminate and you stick. <laughs> laminate? Yeah, because it's a corkboard, but they've laminated and sellotaped it to it. That's which, right, yeah. Which, which raises other questions. <laughs> also, it's the please after a tissue thing. I mean, can you not put bins out? I mean, isn't that the normal approach? Yeah, you could put a bin out as well. Doesn't it make doesn't it make more work for them if they are, have to give a tissue to everyone wants to spit their cup out? Oh, yeah, what are you going to do with the tissue afterwards as well? well yeah. Chuck it <laughs> on the floor. Yeah, like wedge it under the seat. You make it more work for yourself for that. They sure. are. They surely are. Well, I suppose maybe they want work, Dean. If they've got time to laminate signs like this, then <laughs> yes. there's obviously yeah. not enough people with fucked up gobs coming in, right? This smacks of someone who's like, uh, you know, somebody who runs the front desk with an iron fist. And uh, yes. has built up a little bit of a petty fiefdom going on in this dental surgery. Mm. Mm. A, 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 a dental Hitler sort of thing. <laughs> Well, there's the episode title video. <laughs> but isn't that, that's, that's, that's a cliche, isn't it? They, um, it's normally GPs, but dentists imagine the, the receptionist at the, this office being really sort of like, <clears throat> like a real, like, uh, hmm. I'll describe this. I don't want to say Hitler again. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. A very anti people person, like who yeah. has absolutely no time for the public at all, despite perhaps having the most important of public facings <laughs> public sector jobs. The receptionist at the surgery. They, they, they've got a lot of power, don't they, at the moment? Because you, you've got because of the the waiting lists are so large, and you can like you know they, people are ill, and there's like a, a scrabble to see a doctor in it. You've got to tell the receptionist what's wrong with you now, with new. Oh, okay. And then they decide who's got the more serious conditions and who. All oh, right, okay. That. A little bit of power does tend to corrupt mm. a I bit. it's very stressful as well though like, well absolutely you know, yeah get into a job because a lot of them have been there for like donkey's years haven't they mm. and then like you know the, the, your job builds and builds to the point where you've got to make clinical decisions on who needs to be seen before anybody else and things like that it's <laughs> stressful isn't it yes no like I, I totally get why people in that job would pretty soon lose the, <laughs> the respect for the general public like imagine yeah. Also, people come, especially GP, like people coming who are just sick and unwell yeah, yeah. or not and shouldn't be there. So you've got people like who are you know, tricky to deal with because they're dealing with stuff or yeah. people who are being belligerent for the sake of it. And that, you know, yeah. 
I can imagine it can take the edge off your enthusiasm for humankind. Yeah, you've got you've got ill people falling up, and then you've got people like, oh, I fell over again. You're like, oh, is that like Mr. Lewis? You've landed on something again. Have you? Yeah, it's gone right <laughs> up my ass again. <laughs> and fall over a lot, don't you, Mr. Lewis? I'm always falling over, love. Can I come in? No, you can't. You know what I mean. Don't you? People they're just yeah, jamming yeah. things up their bums all the time. <laughs> well, In the poor reception, it's got to deal with that nowadays, Dean. Wait, do you mean they have to like get some gloves on and extract it? Or is that... if, if you're lucky, if they can afford gloves nowadays, oh, all the PPPs gone to uh, Matt Hancock's mate, didn't he? Or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember something like that. <laughs> just do some like hand sterilizer beforehand. That's it. Yeah, just astral GTX. Just uh, roll, roll your mitts in there and just get involved. <laughs> I can't find it. <laughs> hey, there's chewing gum up here. That's it. That's a full meltdown. <laughs> Serious about it. I can't wait to go to the dentist next time and just see a sign that says, please do not insert things up your ass, including chewing gums and brackets. Please don't ask for a tissue. <laughs> also, if you've got something wedged up your ass, can I just go to the dentist? <laughs> <laughs> he looks into disgusting orifices. He seems to live. The GP's blacklisted me. <laughs> Went too many times in a month. You might be really proud of it. You've managed to shove this thing up your ass and you want to go to the dentist to see if you can see it through your mouth. <laughs> Have a look in there, Doc. I'm not a doctor. Have a look in there, Doc. See what you can see. See what's poking up. <laughs> It was fucking huge. It's gone straight at me. <laughs> Do you want to take it out? No, I'll just polish it. <laughs> polish it for each other. Yeah, the chewing gum thing, though, it's uh, so ago, quite a while ago now, but so one of those satisfying clean things, but someone power washing chewing gum off the pavement. Oh, yeah. And it's it takes ages, fair play. It's, mm, it's, mm. Once chewing gum set on there, it is really quite formidable to move. Yeah. I used to like to um, just lob my chewing gum around on the streets. I know, I've seen you do it. <laughs> yeah. And like uh, somebody I work with said, you should really do that. I'm like, well, it's fine. And they were like, oh, no, it's not, because it doesn't biodegrade or anything. And I'm like, I know, so I'm doing it. <laughs> and they're like, what do you mean? I was like, well, it's, it shows like the impact of humanity. And the, when we're all dead, that chewing gum will still be there. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's a sign of humanity. And they, then they said to me, what are all these buildings around us then? Isn't that a sign of humanity? I thought, oh, yeah, good point, actually. Yeah. yeah but I, but I, I didn't make those. No, I didn't make those. Yeah, exactly. That's ultimately, Dean, that's what it all boils down to, isn't it? It's me being a menace to have some kind of impact this, on the world. This is my contribution to society. Yeah, that's right. Self and degradation. <laughs> but not degradation, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, it's not yes. degraded. That's the problem. <laughs> Anti degradation. Correct. Yeah, it's like the please ask for a tissue bit. Which is, if there's a tissue, then there should be bins. But if there's a bin, you can just put it in there with a bag in it. Which leads me to think that there is only tissue. There's no bin. If you spit it out, you've got to give it back to them. <laughs> <laughs> are, they, are they hoarding it? Like, you're chewing them for, 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 for whatever reason? I don't know. I can't speculate right now. <laughs> well, because it's good for your teeth. You said that earlier. Yeah, they're just handing out. Have a chew on this, go on. Come back in six months. Yeah, they're not like they bleach the American meat. They do it with the chewing gum and just dip it in some mint. <laughs> Sell it back to you. <laughs> yes, pretend it's medicated or something. Yeah. When do you have a piece of chewing gum? How long do you tend to chew it for? 
Um, I would have a cheer gum on the go for a long period of time. And then I get through quite a few at the same time as well. I like to uh, freshen it up. Pop another one uh, in. You like to warm them up, do you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, I haven't done that. I should try that. That actually sounds like more yeah. fun. Four is a <sighs> maximum, I guess, like two unwieldy <laughs> then. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Well, like, we're talking strips or capsule things? Uh, the little extra, yeah, yeah. extra ones. You know. I can't go on with strips. They, they take, I, I find them too unwieldy. They take too much space in your mouth. Oh, you don't even like, put them across your teeth like um, a gum shield to bring it uh, off the section one rugby team. <laughs> for a, like, for like three or four seconds, but then you're not chewing it. So it's sort of... No. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, like to, I like to get a, a strip and, and put it across my teeth and then fold it overneath. And then I go to my wife, like that. <laughs> <laughs> and then she you know, prepares the divorce papers. I'm more advice to keep a marriage fresh. See <laughs> 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 Simon's latest blog. <laughs> have you become bald and unattractive why not put some chewing gum on your teeth and pretend to be a vampire <laughs> vampire as well <laughs> literally the opposite of a vampire teeth <laughs> <Yeah>. flat. <laughs> well that's where the interest comes in exactly. she must be thinking what the hell is he doing there? <laughs> they're less sharp than the normal teeth when you put the chewing gum on them they're so flat planes <laughs> Oh, oh well, Dean, 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 Dean. I am a Simon Simon. Oh, God. Oh, not well. <laughs> uh, he's not, listeners, he's not well. I've been <laughs> drinking all day. <laughs> I don't know why we're doing this to good people. What are you going to uh, give this, Dean? Um, I'm going to give it a three, because I'm sort of, I like the fact they've gone to the extent they have done to solve this. <laughs> non-problem uh, but I, I have many questions about their, their methods and their approach and how this will pan out in the long term so a little bit of column a, a little bit of column b it's a three a three it's a solid three isn't it um I think so. i'm gonna give it i'm gonna give it a four i think dean okay a bit more fond of it here yeah? i like it a lot i'm quite fond of it yeah yeah you saw it you saw it in person too i'm only getting like the I did. Yeah. I think that's this. Yes, it's like the Northern Lights. This is you. You really need to see it in person to to get the full <laughs> full you know, power of it. Like I think <laughs> Northern Lights at this time of year in this part of the country, isolated entirely within your dentist waiting room. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. Moving on to section three, which is of course Dean Random Wikipedia articles. And this week, we shall be looking at, oh, okay, Ryan Lake. Oh, Ryan Lake is a former professional Australian rules footballer. He played for Western Bulldogs and Hawthorne Football Club in the Australian Football League AFL. He now plays for his local club, Caroline Springs, in the Western Region Football League, who won their first premiership in 2016. Okay. An Australian rules footballer. Interesting. He was born on 27th of February, 1982, which makes him roughly the same age as Austin. Yes, yes it does. Uh, same year, um, yeah, between both of us. But So he's you know, he's done more sporting than we'll ever do. He's <laughs> uh, at the same age. What do you, do you know anything about Australian rules football? I know I did used to watch a bit of it, but I was, oh God, years and years ago, and I've forgotten everything I knew. Um, it's quite good, I think. Yeah, I've heard it's a fast-paced game and it's quite you know, full-on. Brutal stuff. Um, yeah. Is it true? I think I've heard that if you get a red card, that you can't be sent off during the game. Was that Celtic football? Oh, I don't know about that. I think it's like if you get a red card, you're off. You can't play the next game, but you stay on. So, oh wow, well that's quite good, isn't 
there's all those, like I said, if you're going to be sent off, you just take people down with you. We're not going to be sent off. So I can't play the next because we just start windmilling. <laughs> <laughs> just start punching people left, right, and centre. Uh, Dean, uh, yeah. scroll down on here. I've just noticed something on this Wikipedia page, which could be quite interesting, Dean. Okay, yeah, something I know what you're looking at. Uh, it says criminal history here. And okay. In January 2013, Lake and his then wife were locked up for four hours after a drunken altercation following the Portsy Polo. Mm-hmm. And um, it says he also spent five nights in a Japanese prison after being arrested in a drunken bar fight in Osaka. Uh, that was in 2018. And then <laughs> in 2019, he was arrested and charged with a series of offences, including theft, criminal damage, stalking, and entering a place likely to cause a breach of peace. Okay. Um, he sounds like a hell of a boy, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's got... Well, maybe that's ties into what I just said. Maybe on the page he's learned that if you've been, like, told off already, you're not going to be sent off, so just start, just start causing carnage. <laughs> mm. Maybe that's a habit he's picked up from the game. If I'm right about that, which I may not be, that's not. He sounds, uh, like, a, he sounds like a bit of a maniac. Team. The only yeah. picture they've got of him is of him running away as well. Oh <laughs> no, hang on, there's one over there. Oh, there. He's, he's, yeah, I can see one over there. Training in 2015, and there's one up here. Look, he's a. Uh, oh, gosh. Yeah, yeah. That that is the face of someone who's walking into their trial and being stopped by the paparazzi. Yes, that is. Yeah. Yeah, as you can yeah. see, a lot on the news when someone's been mm, like, mm. going to clear their name uh, of all charges. I like it when you see people um, go into court and they've sort of half-arsed the wearing the suit and that. Oh. So they've got like um, like a, a, a their best shirt on, a tie, and then they've just got jogging bottoms on as well. Because right? the judge can't <laughs> see her legs, can he? What's he going <laughs> to What if that's the case? I mean, if, are you sat down with the judge? Do they say all, all right? No, all right. they say all right. The judge yeah, thinks he must stand yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put some trousers on in that case, then, isn't it? This is based on my um, legal knowledge from entirely from films and TV. So, yes, of course, yeah, <laughs> could could well be nothing like that of the sort. <laughs> uh, personal life: uh, Christmas 2007, he legally changed his name from Brian Harris to Brian Lake in order to continue his father's family name. Okay, that's fair enough. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why not? Why not? Indeed. Uh, yeah. So the article itself seems fairly. Decent, you know. We found out his criminal history, which uh, I yeah, imagine yeah. was quite uh, salient for fans of the sport. In 2013, he got into a drunken fight with his wife, by the look of it. Well, they were both locked up. Maybe they were fighting mm. somebody else. Then he had mm. a quiet five-year period, <laughs> and then he went on a two-year rampage, by the look of it. Quiet five years. To think about what he'd done. Yeah. <laughs> then they thought about it, thought, I'm not sorry I did that. I just went <laughs> off it again. Quite enjoyed that, actually. I think I'll do some more. <laughs> yeah. Now that I think about it, that was actually cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cool guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and when did he change his name, Dean? Let's see if that ties into it. Uh, 2007. Oh, 2007, so no, you can't blame that. Some years before his crim- Way before that, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he changed his name thinking, I'm going to be a criminal in a few years, so I'm going to change my name now. <laughs> yeah. When I'm done, I'm going to change it back. <laughs> Maybe in a yeah. few years, he'll go back to uh, Brian Harris. And therefore, he's got a clean record again. Does that work? Can you can you reboot <laughs> you reboot your criminal record like that? I think so. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, you can do that definitely. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. That's yeah. why um, uh, Chris Manson's walking around now with that swastika on his head. That's <laughs> that's a Charles Manson record. Chris Manson. Is he dead? I think he's dead. Yeah. He's dead, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Let's yeah. have some more facts about this guy then. Um, 
Okay. Um, the 2005 season, come of age and shown significant improvement, much like many of his Western Bulldog teammates, such as Daniel Gian Siracusa, Robert Murphy, and Dylan Morris, who led the team to the half a game of the finals berth. Ah, oh, so close. Hey, look at this scene. Uh, there's a, a, a red flagged link there, and it says corked thigh. A corked thigh caused him to delay his debut for his new club. What is a corked thigh, Dean? Quickly, uh, doesn't have it. I'm going to Google it on the off chance something comes up. Quadriceps mm. contusion or cork thigh is commonly known, result of a severe impact to the thigh, which consequently compresses against the hard surface of the femur. Often causes deep rupture to the muscle tissue and hemorrhage occurs, which is followed by inflammation. Okay, let's do a public service then, Dean. Uh, you copy and paste that into the Wikipedia article, please. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I will say now, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> no, me. All right, good. <laughs> Listeners, a uh, little job for you this week. We, we've worked out what a cork thigh is, so we need to update Wikipedia on that. Oh, it actually is from Sports Medicine Australia, so it must be a uh, relatively common uh, Australian football rules. Uh, <laughs> I, I thought you were just going to say Australian injury then. <laughs> like only they get it. Oh, I think only they call it that. So um, yeah. I don't know if the phrase cork thigh, unless it's something, I imagine someone in Ireland has suffered from that somehow, but <laughs> yeah, I imagine it's got a different, <laughs> a different etiology. Yeah, it's stout related, isn't it? <laughs> uh, let's have a look at some stats then, please, Dean. Oh, Christ, here we are. Look at this now, Andy. A lot of stats there, yeah. Yeah. Quite team thorough. There's a key. That's quite good. A legend, yeah. Yeah, fair play, then. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's good article work, that. Yeah, and even the stuff in the, the legend there is, is links to it as well. Yeah, that's thorough. That's worth a point, isn't it? That's good. That's that. good Wikipedia, in that. Good work. It is good Wikipedia, then. Also, I find it quite fun to look at the details of a sport I really don't know anything about, because it sort of feels like you're... Hearing about a familiar sport from a parallel dimension. Yes. This is what football is in, like the universe 23A. It's, like, yeah. it's a slightly different terminology to it, and it's quite intriguing in that respect. Yeah. Because you've got goals, kicks, and you know, and you know all that, and tackles. There's also behinds, handballs, marks, disposals. Oh, well, those could be wow. anything. <laughs> they, could, they really could, couldn't they? Well, handballs is an interesting one because they obviously catch it with their hands. Click on that, then. Let's find out oh, what that is. Let's do that. Handball or hand pass is a skill in the sport of Australian rules football. Throw is not allowed, making the handball the primary ah. means of disposing of football by hand. Yeah, by holding what the that's ball called. with one hand and punching it with. Oh, okay. Yes, actually... I knew that was what they had to do, but I didn't know it was called that. It's strange if they keep stats on that because yeah. you've got to do it like loads of times in a game. It's one of the yeah. either that or kicking it. It's how you move the ball around. You assume so, don't you? But yeah. like I only found out recently. That with cricket, you know, it's called bowling rather than throwing because you can't bend your arm when you're doing yes, it. It's got to be yes. a full straight arm. And that, like, I never knew that, but that was obviously oh. one of those things that seems so specific. And so, sort of like, why do you put that in? Well, because it makes it more challenges. Oh, Mr. Lloyd, he'd be furious listening to this now, our OP yeah. teacher. Recently <laughs> taught us that, man. Well, yeah, but. He'd be absolutely tamping now. And I hope he never used this. He'd be so sad to hear that. <laughs> I will. Uh, See your sadness, John Lloyd, and point out the fact that as one of the kids who picked cricket for the summer sport, cricket and athletics, yeah. uh, when a school had a, had a cricket team to play against other, other schools, no one who chose to play cricket was allowed to be in it. 
so it was all like the other just general sporty kids <laughs> all the kids who decided to choose and play cricket for like three months solid like no nope, none of you are good enough which i don't think reflects necessarily badly on us 100 percent. surely that's something to do with the teaching yeah <laughs> i think that's a fair commenting yeah <laughs> So, and I did not know until this moment that I had resentment about this, but apparently I do. So there we go. Oh, get all my demons out tonight. <laughs> so, uh, Brian, Lake. Brian Lake. Oh, be- before we finish, Dean, oh, yeah. I can see some stats about his height and weight here. Oh, okay. He's six foot five. He's a tall man. Yeah. And he was 216 pounds, uh, which is, of course, in stones. Let me just. Work that out. It's what sixteen, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. It's Fifteen and a half. Yeah, well, it's my weight, but for taller than me, <laughs> so he's probably in good shape. Yeah, it's fair play to him. Yeah, uh, but oh, I've never been in jail. <laughs> yeah, you got that one on me. Yeah, exactly. I might be fat, but I'm a free man. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to give um, this, uh, on the article? I'm going to give it a four. Um, a button, solid yeah. four. Uh, my only sort of reservation about it is that. It assumes a degree of knowledge about Australian rules football, which I don't have. Mm. But I don't want to give, take too much off of that because it's about an Australian rules footballer. So I think that's yeah. a fair assumption. But you did enjoy looking at those things you didn't understand, didn't you? Though? I did. I did actually. Yeah, yeah I'll yeah. give it a five then. It's a good article. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll give good, it a five. Good. I think so too. I'm going to give it. Um, I'm going to give it five as well, Dean. Yeah, it's very good. Good effort. I, I we found out how tall and fat he was, or <laughs> not wasn't. fat as it turns out. <laughs> found out that he changed his name. We found out about his. Lengthy criminal record. <laughs> um, we worked out that thing about the handballs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's good. We, you can't ask for more than that. We, we are enlightened. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a, a good article, I think. I approve. Good article, Dean, and a good episode of this podcast. If this is your first episode, they're all as good as this, listener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, they are. Oh, happy days. <laughs>